welcome to this edition of the Gateway Podcast. For more information about our faith community, feel free to visit gatewaychurch.org.nz. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this message. Good evening, everyone. How are we doing? That was at least half of everyone. Come on, a little bit more. How are we doing? Good. That's so good. I make the Emerge Kids do it every Sunday, like at least twice, because I like to make sure they're alive and listening and engaging in. So that's really good, guys. So thank you, Dan, for the warm welcome. Um, For those of you that I haven't met before, or maybe we have met, I'm Anna, and it's a real privilege and pleasure to be on staff here at Gateway, um, looking after between our communications department and our Emerge department, which is our awesome intermediate age group. I have to admit that this isn't my usual way of communicating. If you've been at Gateway for a little bit of time, you might have seen my face up there on the announcements videos. And it's just a matter of how many mistakes will I make in those. But every time that happens, I can just yell, cut or retake. And I've told myself for a month, Anna, there's no cuts. It's just a one-take wonder, so here we go. And in Emerge, we have a lot of games, lots of them, and sometimes donuts, and believe me, I learned the hard way to never mention donuts before I started talking. Like I've just done again now, and clearly thought that this was really funny to tell everyone, so I guess I will never learn from that one. I have to be honest, and when told what the theme was for this year's summer series, I didn't really have someone initially spring to mind. Well, at first I was going to talk about this really awesome guy who did some epic stuff. I mean, he turned water to wine, he walked on water, he fed the 5,000, and I go to Easter camp every year with that many young people, and believe me, it looks like no easy feat. And then I was told that there was an exception, you couldn't pick Jesus, so there went that idea, and I hit the drawing board again. Um, The Bible is filled with incredible stories of how God uses his people, especially those who others might least expect. And I really struggled to think how I could pick just one. And while there are so many, I do feel that in certain seasons of our lives, different characters can speak to us more than they usually might. And over the last year, I have really enjoyed and found such deep truth and revelation in the story of Zacchaeus. Before I found myself digging in deeper to a story because of a book that I read last year that I will mention shortly and no doubt make many small mentions to throughout this evening, Maybe a few of you are like me and know Zacchaeus as the short guy who climbed a tree. Yep, so good. Yep, there's a few people laughing, so obviously I'm not alone in that thought. And while we're right in those details, there is a lot more to his story that could be so easily overlooked, but that's where the gems lie. And that's why Zacchaeus is the favorite Bible character I'm sharing about today, because reading beyond and into the details has helped me to open my eyes to more characters in the Bible that could be so easily overlooked, and not just because of their height, and think, what deeper message is God trying to say? So firstly, let's familiarize ourselves with his story. In only 10 verses, we meet someone whose life is completely transformed by the powerful impact of Christ. Um, We meet a guy who, as my book said, went from the crooked sheriff of Nottingham to noble Robin Hood and giving his money back to his people. So let's explore these verses together. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Luke chapter 19, or, as I always just like to do, look up to the screen. And let's read. Um, Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to, to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. 
When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Firstly, it's important, I think, to bring some greater um, context to the character of Zacchaeus. Yes, he was short and he climbed a tree, but there's so much more we should first know to really understand how extravagantly his life turned around. You see, Zacchaeus was a tax collector, and not just any tax collector, tax collector, sorry, that's a bit of a tongue twister. It even says he was chief tax collector. And right now I can feel you sitting in your seats going, why is that important, Anna? Well, let me tell you why. In those times, the role of tax collector was despised by the town folk. As they were working for the Roman government, the people saw them as turning their back on them and giving away their money to those who continue to persecute them. Chief is also a word that amplifies that Zacchaeus wasn't in your usual tax collecting role. He was in the highest order of it. Many who could take more money from other tax collectors and only give what was required to the Roman government, squandering the rest for himself, signifying he had great wealth and stature in his community. Firstly, from Zacchaeus, we can learn that no amount of place or position could provide him with his peace. He had it all by our standards. In the book that I've said that I'll mention, it's called Friend of Sinners by Rick Wilkinson Jr. He put in a wonderful illustration of bringing Zacchaeus into a modern day context. We can envision him as a Wall Street man, well-fitted Armani suit, looking every bit the part that had his life in order. But here in the story, we find Zacchaeus running to climb a tree. Running, imagine if we saw that happen to Armani suit man. I'm pretty sure we'd all do a double take if we saw them running and chucking down their briefcase to climb a lamppost to get just a better look at Jesus. And that's exactly what Zacchaeus did. And it should be noted that in those days, running for someone of his stature was completely undignified. It signified that the thing being chased after worth more than the person running. And it was, on, um, it was uncommon in his society that a wealthy man like Zacchaeus would want and or need Jesus. Typically, the rich didn't want anything to do with a man who associated himself with the lowly and the poor. Zacchaeus was in a position where he had it all, and if not more than, all that he needed. And yet, it wasn't satisfying in him some deep longing. The question of, there must be more than this. Otherwise, we wouldn't be finding him in a tree. I think I'm particularly drawn to the character of Zacchaeus, because the same mentality that would have plagued his mind for so long, the one that says, I can do it all myself. I'm making my own safety blanket, securing my own future. I can make my own happiness, is the one that seems to be repeat on the culture of today. It's in books, music, on social media. The mentality that I can create my own happiness, I can get my own validation when I post a selfie, and the likes are my way of finding the gratification that I need, and better yet, it's instant. I can do it all myself and not have to rely on anyone. The songs that are blasting on a majority of radio stations with their catchy beats. I paused for a moment recently to listen properly to one of Ariana Grande's latest tracks. And it quotes, 
Whoever said money can't solve your problems must not have had enough money to solve them. Followed by the repetitive jingle of the song, I see it, I like it, I want it, I got it. And as I read about Zacchaeus and his place and position in society, I can't help but feel it is to some degree similar to what the culture is today. In Timothy Keller's book, Making Sense of God, he talks about a secular age of culture, which is one that all the emphasis is on the seculum, on the here and now, without any concept of the eternal. He carries on to say that people in a secular age, and even religious people, can tend to choose lovers and spouses, careers and friendships, and financial options with no higher goal than their own present time happiness. Sacrificing personal peace and affluence for the transcendent causes becomes rare. It can be seen as simply one more choice in life, along with job, recreation, hobbies, politics, rather than the comprehensive framework that determines all life choices. And yet here in this story of Zacchaeus, we have proof that no amount of money or position or place could bring someone peace. And that a life choice of following Jesus is indeed one that shapes all other decisions immensely. We can tell by the end of the story, when he gives back four times the amount owed, that the choice to follow Jesus changed his whole heart and transformed the way he lived. Zacchaeus had it all. He would have seen it and liked it and wanted it and got it. But it never gave him what he truly wanted. Otherwise, as said earlier, we wouldn't be finding him in this tree reaching out to see just a bit of Jesus, of this man traveling through who'd been transforming lives and making people whole. Here we have Zacchaeus reaching out for the same transformation. The songs our culture are blaring are sharing the story of Zacchaeus, but the story of him before meeting Jesus. And it's sharing that you can build your own happiness, your own security, that money will solve our problems, and if it doesn't, well as Ariana sings, we probably don't have enough. And it's this word enough, how do we judge it? Our own ideas of enough, I imagine, would be vastly different. And given the 2,000 years difference since this piece in the gospel was written, it's hard to gauge just how enough Zacchaeus had it. I mean, the Bible never says he owned like 19 cars and had a bunch of sponsor endorsements, Armani suits, the whole, you name it, he's got it. But by the view of our 21st century swayed ideology of enough, he had that, and probably more. And yet his story is here to remind us that it wasn't, it isn't enough. And that enough is found in Jesus. Enough is found in the one whose grace is sufficient for us. Enough is in the creator who says that we are created as children of God. Enough is in the savior who shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And this was the enough Zacchaeus was met with on the limb of the sycamore tree that day. The second point we can learn from Zacchaeus comes in response to his outrageous act of tree climbing, and that is that Jesus knew him by name. And if we didn't know the ending already, how might we have expected the story could have gone? That due to the large volume of people, Jesus would have passed by Zacchaeus, he would have glanced just to look at Jesus, but climbed down the tree unchanged and going back to his tax lending duties. But to our amazement, which is something Jesus likes to do time and time again, he sees Zacchaeus in the tree, and the first thing he says is his name. And I can only imagine the joy Zacchaeus would have felt in that moment to be seen, truly seen and acknowledged. Of all the people Jesus could have called out to that day, he 
he chose what the others thought to be the least deserving guy and calls him out by name. I think the fact in itself with that many people that Zacchaeus got a response is incredible. But to be his name in a dinner request would have been far from the thought of possible. But that's God. We can gather through the stories in the Gospels, and just the whole Bible really, that, the God, that our God is the God of the unexpected. I mean, he gives barren women children. A small shepherd boy has the ability to slay a giant. The savior of the world, Jesus himself, born into this world in a stable. And cue the child in the Christmas video that says, brilliant, they won't be expecting that. And here in our story, we have Zacchaeus, a despised sinner's community who takes from others for his own gain. What no doubt many would have expected to be the response is, you sinner Zacchaeus, come down right now and stop taking money off these people. But no, it's not what anyone would expect. It's first and foremost, his name. And I imagine in that situation, hearing your name like that from Jesus would resemble in you the childlike joy of being found in a game of hide and go seek. He knows our name, but he knows so much more. Psalm 139 reads, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. It's written time and time again in the Bible that we are called by name. Isaiah, 41, Isaiah 43 verse one says, but now this is what the Lord says, he who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. It's even illustrated in John 10 where Jesus is referred to as the good shepherd. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. All the way to even after Jesus was crucified and when he had risen and left the tomb empty, leaving a very distraught Mary Magdalene to find the empty tomb the next day. It wasn't until Jesus says her name, Mary, and everything changed. She had been looking for Jesus, but Jesus had already found her. And this happened the same for Zacchaeus. In his climbing to see more, Jesus had already found him and called him by name. And by his next response, we know he heard a voice he knows very well, the voice of a good shepherd. But it didn't just stop at his name. It was followed by a request. Jesus wants us Jesus wants to be invited in as much as he invites us in. Slight fun fact. Did you know that this is the only mention in the Bible that Jesus invites himself over? Normally, Jesus waited for an invitation. And the one time he reverses it, it's to request to dine with the town sinner. This just truly emulates Jesus' desire for relationship with people. The offer is there and open, but the next part rests for us to respond, to get down from the tree, to open our hearts, to allow God to come in and be king of all. The last point I'll be sharing today from the story of Zacchaeus is that Jesus asks us to be with him. 
If I'm speaking honestly, this is probably one of the more important pieces I learned from the story of Zacchaeus, and that's that I should be far more forward with my dinner invites. I mean, Jesus just says he'll be coming over, and Zacchaeus jumps down the tree with little haste. Word would have spread through the town of who this guy was. He gathered the crowd because he helped, because he healed the lepers, fed the 5,000, walked on water, and here he is, speaking directly to Zacchaeus, saying, I must have a meal with you. I do so love that that is a rhythm of Jesus, to gather, to share a meal. It's how he chose to spend his last night with his disciples. And as I said earlier, most times it's people inviting Jesus over. They've heard of his fame and of what he's done before. It's people asking to please come and heal, to please come and make new. But here we have Zacchaeus, a person who is extorting his own community of their money for his gain, most likely leaving his inner peace, feeling unease with what he was doing, literally going out on a limb to see just a bit of Jesus. And this time Jesus does the opposite to what has been the normal and requests himself over. I feel you can almost hear the leaves coming off the tree as Zacchaeus quickly strides down. I think what I love in this, of how Jesus responded to Zacchaeus' outrageous action of undignified running and tree climbing, is to still give him a choice to come down the tree and have Jesus join him. As crazy as what it was that Zacchaeus did first to see if there was more to how he was living life, if there was more purpose to the wealth and security and position he had, he's the guy who was showing there was more, but Zacchaeus still had to make the choice to come down. Jesus wants us to answer his request and open the door as much as he also wants to accept our invites to him. I do wonder what would have happened over the course of the afternoon they spent together. We jump over all of the in-between and jump straight to the incredible transformation. I think for a while when I knew just very little of Zacchaeus, I found it hard to comprehend. He climbs a tree, has Jesus over, and dramatically changes his whole way of life and gives back a lot of money. How does that even work? I mean, it sounds awesome, but I imagine I wouldn't. Well, I wasn't that easy to convince. But it's all happening around the table, the place where in most households a lot of conversations happen, some heated, some informative, and some restoring. And I imagine it went very much the same for Zacchaeus. It was a time to unburden his heavy heart with what was happening and ask Jesus how to change his life and be released from the burden. Jesus would have then spoken of what it means to lay down your life and follow him daily. And he wouldn't have shied away from the hard parts that come with it with living with his purpose at the front and not ourself, how it goes against all of our natural selfish ways of looking after us. Sorry, I knew this was gonna happen, that I would lose my spot. Hold the line callers. <laughs> Good, back in action. But that the reward, the peace and the joy is beyond anything we could understand or comprehend. Zacchaeus' change is so profound because he had to count a lot of cost the cost of his own gain, his own place and position in society, all he had worked hard to secure. And here he was, laying it down, because he knew it didn't amount to any slither of peace. I imagine the afternoon spent with Jesus, from the moment he was seen, truly seen, and was fully known by him, provided him with peace beyond comprehension, and was enough to change his whole trajectory. The choice to come down the tree and follow Jesus was definitely, as Timothy Heller said, the comprehensive framework that determines all life choices.
And as we close, I'd love to ask the band to come forward. Zacchaeus' story is only 10 verses long. We meet him only once in the Bible, and there is so much more we can learn from the short man who climbed a tree. More than maybe his vocational calling should have been an arborist more than tax collecting. We are reminded that no one is too far beyond the point of God's grace and redeeming love. Jesus has the softest hearts for people like Zacchaeus, for people like us. His story is only 10 verses long, but the impact of what happened was eternal. Zacchaeus shows us that if we chase after the things of this world, we'll be left short time and time again. And his story shares of two important truths of Jesus' mission here on earth, and it's found in the last verse. He came to seek and to save the lost, and nowhere is beyond the reach for Jesus. He found Noah when he needed a boat builder, found Joseph even when he was abandoned by his brothers in a pit and in prison, found Moses on the backside of a desert, found Ruth picking grain in the fields, found David tending to his father's sheep even after he wasn't even called in for the lineup, found Daniel praying in his window, found Peter and Andrew fishing in the Sea of Galilee, found the woman divorced five times by Jacob's well, found Paul on his way to tear apart the church in Damascus, found Zacchaeus in a tree. He can and he will find us. No matter what situation, no matter what tree we find ourselves in, the beauty of it all that we can learn through Zacchaeus is that Jesus is there to meet us where we're at and he doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. He meets us with compassion and says our name and wants to be invited in simply to share a meal. This is even so clearly written in the final book of the Bible. Revelation 3.20 says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Maybe today a few of us either need to first make the outrageous action of faith to run and ask the question, is there more? To lay down our place, position, dignity, and to climb the tree to see Jesus. To leave behind the mistakes, the worry, the regrets, the pride, and the fear, and go and see more of this man that people talk about, the one ready to make new, because he wants to do the same for us. Or maybe today you're finding yourself in the tree, and right now Jesus is waiting at the bottom to greet you by name and be invited into your table to simply just come and be with you. The response then lies on us to get down from the tree and to open, him, open up the door and let him in. What happens next is the work of Jesus. Because when he says salvation has come to this house, Jesus is talking about him because salvation is a person and his name is Jesus. And he has come to seek and to save the lost. The choice is ours to accept the same grace and redeeming love he gave to Zacchaeus because he wants to give it to all of us. Once in the tree, we're not meant to stay there. He is so much more in store. The choice is up to us to get down from the tree, to open the door, and to let him in. Thanks for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. Again, check out gatewaychurch.org.nz to find out what's going on within our church.